0: I'm Peter Bonham-McNess, and he is Chris Lane, and welcome to another of these regular property briefings. And a warm welcome to you, Chris. Well, once again, it's good to be with you. You know, I don't think we've ever covered this before, but thought it might be useful if you were to explain the pros and cons of various vehicles available to our listeners when buying investment properties?
1: Well, the first thing I need to stress is that I'm not an expert in this area. You need to really hold this discussion with your accountant or more particularly a solicitor specialising in tax law because the implications for you as far as asset protection and tax minimisation are really quite significant and so it's important that you get it right as soon as you sign the contract to purchase the property in question. And having said that, it's not something you need to rush into right now. Rather, it's a discussion had with your lawyer once you have the property under your control and can then focus upon your present and future needs going forward. Okay.
0: I do appreciate you are not offering legal advice here. Nonetheless, are you able to broadly scope the options available to investors?
1: Well, in simple terms, you've got three choices. You can either use a partnership, a company, or a unit trust as the vehicle within which you hold the property. So perhaps let's quickly look at the pros and cons for each one. With a partnership, The advantages here are that partnerships are very quick and easy to set up and operate and unfortunately too often seen partnerships established with just a handshake. And at law that's all you need to make the deal legal. However, I would strongly counsel you to formalise your partnership with paperwork because they're inexpensive to set up and operate. However, the partnership allows you to split the income between the partners. And again, the actual proportion should be formalized. And another advantage is that any losses within the partnership can be passed through and offset against your personal income under the current legislation. So, you know, down the track, it's easy to add new partners as the need arises. But there are also some disadvantages. Each partner is jointly and severally liable for the other partner's liabilities, and this can't be avoided. As such, there is no effective asset protection because anyone suing you can tackle both of you personally. And one of the other drawbacks is that you cannot accumulate money within the partnership, it all needs to be distributed through to the individuals. There are also a number of other drawbacks, but that's possibly better discussed with the experts in the area.
0: Well, you mentioned there were basically three choices. What other alternatives do you have?
1: Well, your next option would be a company. And one of the key advantages here is that The company is a separate legal entity and furthermore, its existence is ongoing in perpetuity. The company will also provide you with some asset protection because any lawsuits are filed against the company itself. And you also have the advantage of being able to retain profits within the company. You know, you pay the current rate of tax, which is varying at the moment with the government, but it was 30 coming down slightly. And depending on what happens, that may fall even further. Now, some of the disadvantages are that, unlike with a partnership, you're not able to distribute the losses through to the individual shareholders. And the setting up and ongoing running of a company is more costly than for a partnership. And unlike a partnership, you... You cannot claim a 50% capital gains tax discount, as is currently the case. Plus, any capital gain is trapped within the company and can only be accessed by winding the company up. And once again, it's worth getting some further expert advice. And the third choice, well, as I mentioned earlier, that your third choice is establishing a unit trust. trusts are quick and easy to set up and can basically be set up overnight. And they do provide you with personal asset protection. Now, many people are not aware that there is a wide variety of trusts, including family trusts, discretionary trusts, fixed equity trusts, and a combination of hybrid trusts. And all of these have their own different aims and intentions. And this is what needs to be discussed and explored with your legal tax expert. As with a partnership, the 50% capital gains discount applies at the moment and the capital gain upon selling a commercial property can be passed through the trust to the individual members. Plus, it's fairly easy to add or remove Members to the unit trust down the track. So some of the disadvantages of trusts would be that they are more costly than a partnership to run, but less costly than a company. And the trustees can be liable for the debts of the trust, which is why we recommend that you would have a corporate trustee rather than individuals acting as trustees. And you might have another company in your family arrangements that is operating as a company, but it can have wear a second hat and act as a trustee for a, a trust. It's a role that it has. No money flows through that company in relation to the trust. It just acts as a corporate trustee. And like companies, you can retain income within the trust, however, the tax rate would be at 48.5%. Therefore, it's best to have your tax arrangements in place for unit holders to effectively handle the income distributions each year. And also, the ongoing administration can be a little bit more complex, although it's something that you can have easily handled by your accountant.
0: Naturally, I have to ask, What do you consider to be
1: the best vehicle? Well, I guess I've had the advantage of sitting in on meetings with clients each time I've helped them purchase a property. and So you get a pretty good cross-section of situations and therefore listen to the advice provided by the tax experts. And from listening to that advice that's been provided to my clients over the years, it would seem that a trust structure provides you with the greatest flexibility and the best asset protection. However, when you have that first meeting, and generally what I do is, when I take the clients in, having purchased the property, the first 15 minutes of that discussion with the lawyers is spent with the tax guys. And once the structure is worked out then they go off and establish that now then their partners their conveyancing partners work through the contract that's going to be executed but you generally don't have to have your vehicle in place your purchase vehicle prior to you actually buying or committing to buy the property because you can actually buy it in your name and or nominee and provided. You are part of the entity that ultimately buys that substitution or addition of the final entity is quite appropriate within the contracts as they're drawn up. So the important thing is when you have that first meeting that you spell out all your needs and aspirations going forward so that tax expert can properly advise you on the exact structure that would best suit your needs, both now and the future, and that's we're talking your family and your personal needs. However, having said all this, you need to understand I'm not in a position to give you definitive direction here, and what I've tried to do is provide you with an overview and equip you with some sensible discussion so that you're well prepared when it comes for you to sit down with your tax expert.
0: Of course, that goes without saying. Even so, I'm sure our listeners have appreciated
1: what you've just covered. Still, they need to understand that I'm not in a position to give definitive direction here. Rather, what I've tried to do is just provide an overview and equip you to have a sensible discussion when the time comes for you to sit down with your tax expert. Well, that's great. And thanks once again, Chris.